So I did promise you listeners that we'd talk about the stark situation up and down the country, the cost of living crisis. And we quite often get stuck in our, our little southeast centric bubble down here in London. And um, I really wanted us to access the, the bigger picture. So I'm very pleased to say that I'm joined by Patrick O'Dowd, who's the director of Caritas Salford in the northwest of England. Patrick, how are you? I'm great, thanks James, and thanks very much for the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with you today talking about some of our work up here in Greater Manchester and Lancashire. I'm very grateful. No, no, us too. So so why don't we start there? You mentioned the area. You know, there are many people, all you know, north, south, east, west, that are very alarmed at the moment. They're worried about those those energy bills, of course, but also the cost of food and essentials. Nothing is cheap anymore for, for all of us. Can you just paint a bit of a picture of this crisis for us, for, for families and people in your area? Yeah, sure. So at the moment, um, we're certainly experiencing a significant increase in demand for food, basic material support, debt advice, and people coming forward with financial concerns. Oftentimes, then that's linked to added concern about their own mental health and anxiety, the, the pressures that they're facing. On the ground, I think we're still dealing with the pre-pandemic context and the circumstances that existed even before the pandemic with some of our local authority areas in Greater Manchester and Lancashire already the most deprived neighbourhoods in England. And we have an increasing waiting lists and health concerns for people. We see the isolation of older people during the pandemic. That continues, actually, and there's some kind of chronic issues that are there. But as I mentioned, the increased demand you've already highlighted um, in work hour work in pulling together some research for from the University of Loughborough that highlighted that about 228,000 children we believe living in Salford Diocese are living in poverty and that's as high as about 42% of children in, in Manchester, one of the obviously biggest, most populated areas in the city. There's about 40% of those households that are actually living in poverty, considered to be living in poverty, where there's at least one person working, which I think is quite a significant figure in itself. That's astounding, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's really tragic considering people are working and yet they don't have enough income to be able to support themselves or their families. Because they're trying to get out of it, aren't they? That's the thing. They're, it's not like there's an awful lot more they can do. They're, they're sort of locked in this, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I spent a lot of time over the past few weeks travelling around the diocese to different parts, listening to people. And I've heard directly how People have come forward to talk about how they would like to stay in our day centres or our places to be able to stay warm for longer, how they've asked about how they can use some shower facilities because they can't afford to use the heating or the electric to heat the water to take a shower at home. We've supported people in the town of Bury recently with some debt advice with a gentleman who got into arrears with his utilities at home and, and he'd been switched to a prepay meter and every time he tops up that meter, there's a deduction made from the prepay amount, which means that actually every week is short of gas and electricity to heat his home. And some of that's awareness, isn't it? Some people might not know that prepaid customers are, are facing that. Are you finding a lot of those very sort of, it might be a, a particular case, but that could extend to an awful lot of people that might not know that? Yes, yeah, quite a significant amount of uh, lack of knowledge out there. And also it's about an awareness of the system of how things work. I had a gentleman come forward a little while ago now who English wasn't his first language. He'd been supported by Caritas in one of our homelessness projects. He was, as it were, a success story where we'd found accommodation for him. But the utility card that tops up his, his gas and electric for the house had broken. And it's quite complicated, as I discovered within one Friday afternoon, of trying to navigate 
the way of getting a replacement code from the relevant website and the telephone number that you need in order to do that. And if you're if English isn't your first language or you don't have access to the internet to find out the telephone numbers, it can be quite complicated to navigate the system. And I think most importantly for us as an agency, being there with people, accompanying them, entering into a relationship with them for the long term support them is really important and certainly the experience that we're finding on the ground is that there's a lot of challenge out there and and real deprivation as a result of the cost of living crisis. A lot of people I've heard it quite a lot and it's sort of uh, it's obviously a phrase that sticks with you but it's that you know it's a choice of heating or eating is it is it as stark as that? I think tragically it is as, uh, as stark as that we had a gentleman last week who came forward to one of our services he is experiencing some ill health He's been to the doctor and was prescribed a fortifying medicine to be able to assist him because of rapid weight loss. To access that, though, he needed to have milk to top up, to mix with that. He couldn't afford the milk. Now, thankfully, the teams on the ground were able to go back to the GP and advise the doctors who changed the prescription. But that was a simple case of not being able to access the medication that he desperately needed because he didn't have sufficient funds to be able to buy milk. So... It really is as stark as that. And these stories are genuine circumstances that people in our areas are facing. And it's a question of literally, you know, can I afford to keep the heating on or can I afford to feed my family You know, in the circumstances that I'm facing? And it really is stark, that 42% you said in Manchester. And of course, areas like Bolton and Blackburn, Oldham, Rochdale, again, approaching 40% of children living in poverty. And you're an area, I must say, though, where there's a lot of kind-hearted, decent people who have taken in refugees in the past and have been at the forefront of a, of a response to other people in hardship. Do they now feel that, that, you know, they need a bit of help too? I think people, are, you know, across the board are experiencing challenges. There's no doubt about that with the increased inflationary pressures. If you look at Blackburn and Burnley, for example, a study's just been published uh, late July about the disproportionate impact of inflationary costs on communities there, and particularly those that are on low incomes. They point to two particular issues that could help to resolve that, one of them being around improving the quality of the accommodation and insulation in the homes, and also around improving transport, because they're two of the costs that um, people are facing most, increased cost of utilities, and then obviously a cost because of inflated petrol prices. So if someone does have access to a car or they need to go and get their weekly shop from a supermarket and access taxis, then obviously those costs obviously come out of your weekly outgoings and, and create a an significant impact for you. Across the board, we are experiencing challenges. And actually, as a charity too, we're experiencing that challenge. So our day centres, you know, we are under pressure in terms of our own utility expenditure, or our own outgoings that we need to ensure we've got the relevant resources to provide support with. We too, as an agency, are feeling the pressure as that, as I'm sure other Catholic social action agencies, other Caritas agencies across England and Wales are too, and on all different aspects of the support networks that are there to help people that are most in need. Yeah, absolutely. It does beg the question, what is Caritas Salford and its partners doing to, to help the wider Catholic Church as well? And I was interested when you were sort of feeding back on a couple of those um, things like a sort of, you know, churches or, or centres being beacons of warmth for people. I mean, we, we can provide these things. And then interestingly, you said, well, yeah, but those, those bills are going up too. So, you know, we have to find that money as well in order to pay those bills, in order to help heat these places, to help people stay warm. So g- give us a little bit of a flavour of what, what you feel you are able to do, Caritas Solvit. Sure, thank you. 
So obviously our costs are, are going up, but we're really proud of the fact that we've launched a thing called the Caritas Bishops Fund. It's been operating for a few years now, but actually received some additional input support through the Diocese of Salford and through other benefactors who've helped us build up this crisis support fund, really, for families and people in acute need across our area. People are able to make bids applications to that. They're reviewed very quickly and support can be offered through parishes, through schools to provide really basic material support needs for that. And we're seeing an increased number of referrals to that fund as well. I think secondly, as an organisation, we're building up capacity as far as we can to improve signposting. I think we realise that we don't have the ability to do everything and respond to every particular need. And there's already an extraordinary amount of work taking place across the communities. And you highlighted just a few of the areas that Solver Diocese cover a few minutes ago. I think there's there's an incredible amount of goodwill out there amongst people in voluntary organisations. And and it's important for us to build up an important map and signposting ability to point to local authorities, for example, because many of them have really taken up the mantle of providing as much support as they can agencies that might give debt advice, perhaps, or or mental health services. I think the other thing to say is that certainly nowadays we have have an extraordinary relationship with other Catholic partners. So the SVP being a prime example of that, with other Caritas agencies that are in neighbouring dioceses as well, and charities like Out There who operate from Trafford and local authority working with the families of prisoners. So there's a really strong network across the Catholic charities and parishes and schools community in our diocese. And I think our role really, as far as we can, is to try and animate that and where we can provide support and assistance is to perhaps signpost out to other agencies who can, trying to work with parishes as well to sort of animate their own local social action and help them create safe projects to support people or engage with other interfaith or other Christian churches and express our Catholic faith in those different communities as well. And, and we're trying to build up our capacity to do that too. And I think obviously we're, we're better off together, aren't we? I mean, I've noticed on, on you're using your social media to appeal for clothes or, or to sort of talk about accommodation, even sponsoring rooms for, for young parents. And it, it, the, the eternal one, food banks, which I'm sure are under in, incredible pressure right now. But lots, you know, many parishes are either linked to one or, or help facilitate a food bank. So that's great to see. I'm just wondering, I think you mentioned Centre for Cities, which I, I know little about, so maybe you could say a word about that. I mean, what sort of interface do you have or what work are you able to do with the local authorities? So over the course of the past few years, and perhaps accelerated as a result of the pandemic, we've really reached out quite quite well with lots of local authorities across the whole of the area. And there is a really dedicated group of people in those local authorities working very hard to support people who are in need. It's about us being able to partner and engage with them as much as we can. Referring back to that report you you pointed to a second ago, and I mentioned, I think, earlier, the Centre for Cities, it it gives a really stark impression about some of the challenges that people in towns like Blackburn and Burnley face as a result of the disproportionate impact of uh, inflation and the cost of living pressures in those towns. Actually, it says in that report that one of the worst towns is actually in Blackpool. So that's not technically on Salford Diocesan patch locally speaking and I don't know too much about that town per se but um, in Blackburn and Burnley there's about 11% increased level of inflation in that town compared to some areas in the south of England and some of the reasons for that are because of poorer quality housing in those areas, ineffective public transport which mean you've got additional costs to support you know, bringing up your family in those areas that you might not have if you're not living in them so there are some 
serious areas that we need to grapple with locally and support and, and be, again, advocates for change with those local authorities there, talking to them about where we think investment needs to go in to support people lifting out of poverty and ending that permanently for them. Well, I mean, it's, it's good to hear how hard you're working. I think my final question would be, as it often is, and we do ask an awful lot of our Catholic parishioners in the pews, I must say, but what, what would your message be to them, whether they want to help or whether they need help? You know, there's a cross-section of all sorts. Many people find themselves in, in many different situations. But what would you say to Catholics in our pews about the cost of living crisis? I think if people are experiencing an impact themselves personally, then it's really important they do talk about that and reach out for support is the first step. Really, really important, whether it be to your local Catholic community, whether it be to the local authority support services and not to to wait or delay, because I think that just might store up other problems further down the line. I think what I would really encourage people to do, if they're able to do so, is to consider volunteering, whether it be for their local Caritas agency or any one of the other Catholic social action charities that operate across England and Wales. That We've got a really rich tapestry of different agencies in our country, and I think it's really important that people, if they're able to do so, come forward to kind of grow that volunteering body across all the different agencies. And I think also to work with people like ourselves to kind of advocate and campaign for people who are experiencing some of these really challenging situations with poverty and advocate, whether it be a local level or encourage and join up with national campaigns there to you know, encourage government and those in political authority to look towards protecting the integrity and upholding the dignity of the human person, which is integral to us, and also to thinking about and protecting the common good, which I think, you know, again, is integral to us as Catholic social agencies and as people of faith in our community, it's really important to do as well. So I encourage people to think about that. I suppose I should get in there and ask from a fundraising point of view, it'd be negligent of me not to do that. <laughs> um, obviously as well, as agencies, all Catholic social action agencies, I'm sure, would welcome people who would like to support, whether it be through practical donations, you mentioned our appeal at the moment, offer financial donations, particularly as we go into the winter, as people will really feel the biting pressures of the impact of these significant matters that we're all facing. Perhaps if they have sufficient funds, if they're able to make a donation, I think that we're really welcome to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I particularly like your act now message, because I think when people are under pressure, I think back to the times I've been under pressure, you just... You know, you, I wouldn't say you hope it goes away, but you, you sit on it too long, don't you? And you, and you feel the heat and it, it doesn't get any cooler. It just gets hotter. So it's definitely better to just deal with this and, and take the advice. You, you mentioned at the start of this piece about, you know, some of those financial debt advice places that they're, they're definitely well worth looking at. So things just don't spiral and get out of control. So I, I certainly appreciate that. And Patrick, thank you so much for giving us the the local picture up in Salford. Really grateful to get that. And um, obviously you're in our prayers. I mean, and for those that that maybe can't support financially, we'd we'd appreciate prayers for your work. I'm sure you would too. Absolutely. Yes, certainly. Please keep us in your prayers. Patrick O'Dowd from Caritas Salford. Thanks so much indeed. Thank you.